Welcome to the Win Daily Podcast for today. It's June 20th, 2019, Thursday. I am Scott Engel. I am the king. I am fantasy. Here with professional wrestler and DFS expert Matt Stryker. We only get to do this once a week, which is a crime. Matt, how are you? I'm doing well. I've been having my Scotty withdrawal. It's raining here in New York. My equipment is being affected, but as long as I have your sultry tones, I'm going to be okay. It's raining. Tears are falling. Oh, yes. Especially, yes. especially if you're a Houston Astros fan. It's, uh, it's swept by the Cincinnati Reds. You know, the Astros need to get some reinforcements there. But, uh, you know, we've got a few day games. If you're playing a full slate, we'll go over them. And uh, But heavy, heavy night uh, action tonight. Let's start with Cleveland and Texas. Cleveland has pretty much dominated this series so far. It'll be Shane Bieber against Mike Miner. Both these guys have pitched well, but Cleveland's just playing better than Texas right now. And Bieber is playing really, really good. Uh, last last time against Detroit, uh, he recorded his fourth career double-digit K game. And uh, you know, Miners, he's 4-2 uh, with a 230-32 ERA in the past 10 starts. Uh, you know, these are both good guys to pick. And... Uh, you know, I'll tell. I think I prefer Bieber at ninety three hundred on DraftKings. Yeah, listen, uh, Miner was the darling for a little while. I never kind of bit on the bait because, let's be honest, he's Mike Miner. Uh, Texas bats can always be a play, especially at home with warmer weather looming. But like you said, I, I think Biebs has just been so much better. Cleveland has been really playing well. So for me. I'm staying away. This is a no-play game for me in any of my daily fantasy lineups for today, Thursday. Okay, then we got Colorado and Arizona. The legend is that, (laughs) you know, you attack the Rockies away from home, but not these Rockies. They're a season high, five games over 500. In seven of their last eight games, they have scored at least five runs. Charlie Blackman is enjoying a 29-game streak of reaching base safely. It's Jeff Hoffman against Robbie Ray. Uh, you know, Robbie Ray's been pretty good recently uh, you know, at, at points, although uh, his last start against Washington really wasn't good. Jeff Hoffman is uh, somebody to attack, uh, but even though he was, he was uh, pretty good against the Padres last time out, uh, I'm, I'm avoiding Robbie Ray here. These Rocky bats are just too good right now. If anything, I'll be going Arizona bats uh, here. You got David Peralta at 4,500 on DraftKings. Cattell uh, Marte, I think he's worth spending up the 5,400 for as well. Yeah, so I like Robbie Ray, but like you said, these Rocky bats have been volatile and unpredictable. And is on the flip side, it's Jeff. Don't call me Trevor. Call me Philip Seymour Hoffman. (laughs) I agree with you that Arizona bats could be a play here, especially if they're priced right and you're looking to fill in a couple of lineups here and there. Arizona bats could be a play here. Yeah, the uh, Rockies are getting on Zach Granke. That's how hot they've been right now. So uh, I I think it's narrative basically, to, uh, you know, uh, go against the Rockies on the road, but it, it really just hasn't ranked true. This has been, just been a different team overall. Uh, you know, early in the year, they weren't playing well, and now they got Charlie Blackman back. But, uh, you know, just some other stats here. Uh, David Peralta's hitting 291 with 19 RBIs at home. Cattell Marte's hitting has six 
home runs and 17 RBIs in home. And Eduardo Escobar has uh, seven runs and 21 RBIs at home. So if you want to spend up for either of those bats, you know, I won't blame you. Uh, that's that's pretty much it for the day slate. Uh, Framber Valdez, uh, who has looked pretty good so far, going against that Yankees lineup. Chad Green will be the opener. The Astros, uh, there's really nothing to take advantage with in the Yankees. The Yankees just swept Tampa Bay, and the Astros got just got swept by Cincinnati at home. Uh, they did get Jose Altuve back last night, which certainly helps. But uh, this look, this is what I'm thinking, like a don't-play game uh, for my friend Matt Stryker over here because you really can't take advantage of the, of the Astros with any pitching. And Framber Brodez, even though he's he's looked pretty good so far, you know, this is a – this is a fearsome Yankee lineup. Uh, Valdez making his third start of the season. They moved him from the bullpen. He struck out eight uh, Blue Jays in six innings uh, in his last time out. But, you know, this is not the Blue Jays. Yeah, so when I was a kid, my uncle Walter used to take me to the racetrack. And one thing he'd always say to me is that he would say, Matthew, the best place for your money is in your pocket. Don't get tempted by wanting to be on the action here, especially in a game like this. Look, it's going to be a fun series to watch. Altuve's back, like you said. Judge, Stanton, everyone's coming back. They're going to be healthy. These are the teams we're going to hopefully be talking about in September. But for right now, the safest place for my money when it comes to the Astros versus the Yankees is going to be in my pocket today. No play here. Very volatile. Just going to sit back and watch. Yeah. Going to the trade. Did you... You ever go? Used to go to the track? Uh, yeah, never, don't tell my mom. My uncle Walter would take me to the track all the time. By the time I was eight, I knew what a quinella, a wheel, a parlay. I knew what the chalk was. Kids were still pooping in their pants, and I, I was, you know, making little wheel bets at Belmont. Little OTB Matt, kind of like your uncle was like Uncle Paulie in Rocky Three. Like, <laughs> hey Paulie, don't take him to the track. Uh, we got a problem in the seventh. Uh, Philadelphia is at, is at Washington uh, on, on the night slate, and uh, this will be Nick Pavetta against Eric Fetty. Uh, Pavetta's pitched really well since coming off the, the DL. He's been like a different uh, – actually, since coming back from the minor leagues. Uh, he's been a different pitcher. And then you have Fetty, maybe somebody to attack, you know, with, with some of these Philly bats. Uh, on the road so far as a Philly, Jay Bruce is hitting 381 with three home runs and seven RBIs. Scott Kingery had his ninth homer last night. He's on fire. 363 hitter on the road with nine uh, nine RBIs and 11 runs scored in 24 road games. And you also have Cesar Hernandez who has 19 RBIs, 13 runs scored on the road and had a big double last night. So, uh, you know, maybe some possibilities here. Bruce is... 4,900, he's, he's kind of up there. Uh, you know, then, you, then Cesar Hernandez is only 3,600. You could save some money there. Yeah, so I understand that, that Scott Kingery has gone to the local municipal court to legally change his name to Scott the Kingery, and he has you in his sights. Yeah, you're 100% right <laughs> since moving up in the lineup. Uh, Kingery has been on fire. Another interesting stat here is that both Pavetta and Fetty have an ERA of 2.70 over their last four starts. Uh, that in and of itself makes me want to bite my nails. This also is a volatile series given what's at stake between these two teams chasing each other in the division and so on and so forth. 
So I'm not touching this. This is no play. But I do want to say that watching Bryce Harper try to play mind games with Max Scherzer last night was one of the most entertaining things I've seen. Harper really knows how to disrupt pitchers' rhythms. And uh, Pavetta, like you said, has, has been playing well since coming back to the majors. But that's a matchup I'd like to watch if Harper's in the lineup today, Thursday. But other than that, there's no play for me. All right. Uh, the Angels are at the Blue Jays. Mike Trout uh, with a seven RBI game last night. Uh, Grand Slam also another big hit with the bases loaded. Came up with the bases loaded twice. So you know, anytime that uh, he faces a mediocre pitcher, you got to get him in there. Try to find a way to get to, to, to get Trout in there tonight, even though you're going to have to spend up for him. Uh, Justin, they're going against Clayton Richard. Uh, Justin Upton hit his second homer of the lat of the season last night, and you know the Angels are hot right now. This is a team you can stack uh, because of the injury. He's only at forty two hundred right now. Albert Pujols is at four thousand. Uh, Tommy Lestella is kind of cooled off. You don't want to play that lefty on lefty uh, kind of thing with him. Uh, Jose Suarez, who had a very good start against Tampa Bay. The last time out, are you considering Jose Suarez at all at 8,500 against this Toronto lineup? So as I look down the slate, I will revisit this game to see if Suarez is a play. But Angel Bats are definitely a stack play here for me. First of all, I refuse to call him Richard. It's like my little sister says, I'm going to Target. It's Target. Just because you make something sound French does not mean it's any prettier. <laughs> Richard's ERA. That's like hell. Yes, exactly. Scott Engel. Uh, Richard's ERA is north of seven. Let's just let that statement have its weight. Uh, the lefty-righty matchups are interesting here, especially taking a look at Richard's splits. And to your point, Suarez's off-speed stuff could keep Blue Jay batters off balance. Uh, I have been sticking to mini Vlad stacks since he's been called up. They haven't really paid off much, but the one day I fade Vlad and insert player here is the one day he's going to go off. But I think Angel Bats are a play here, and um, looking at some value, you may be able to, to make a nice lineup with Suarez and some more expensive bats. Definitely plays here. Yeah, Clayton Richard tonight is Le Skunk debut. Uh, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Miami to St. Louis. Zach Gallen, who's pitched really well in the minors, uh, nine and one with a 177 ERA. And you know, Marlins pitching has been pretty darn good. Yamamoto had another good start against him this week. And then you got Adam Wainwright on the other side, but uh, really not a lot of Miami bats to attack him with. Uh, would you take a flyer on Zach Gallen in a GPP? Uh, nah, I mean, in part because I'm a Cardinal fan, but also, uh, yeah, his numbers in AAA have been downright impressive, but this is the majors, and there are other teams I would like to throw him to outside of the St. Louis Cardinals who have boppers in that lineup that can chase this kid in, in three, four innings. You don't know how long he's going to be in there in case his psyche gets rattled. We're so concerned with everybody's mental well-being in baseball, so... There's a lot of variables in this game, and it's a no play for me. I can I can throw my money elsewhere. All right, uh, we got Milwaukee against Cincinnati. Tanner Roark uh, well, hasn't been bad this season uh, against against the Brewers. I don't know if I could want to spend up for a Brewers stack tonight necessarily. Jimmy Nelson, seventy seven hundred. Uh, 
You know, they're saying it wasn't fatigued this last time out. It's, it's kind of looking like an avoid game to me. Scott, I'll be honest. It's, it's fatigue with me every time. People ask me how I'm doing, and my answer is always day-to-day, a little bit of fatigue, and they never laugh. To me, it's kind of funny. Uh, the Reds are coming off some serious overachievement, but that still doesn't equate to a play here, at least for me. Even though Nelson has a very deceiving 10-plus ERA, this is Jimmy Nelson battling back from, from being on the I.L. and things like that. If anything, there could be a Milwaukee bat stack here. You alluded to it, depending on how these guys are priced. I know Moustakas sat the other day, but there's still enough bats in there. I mean, how do you not play Christian Yelich? All he does is home run, like it's his job to hit home runs. Oh, wait, it is his job to hit home runs. Yeah, there could be some Brewer plays here, depending on the price. Yeah, well, Yelich has always been one of the best all-around hitters in uh, baseball. It's just when he left Miami... Uh, the power really came into vogue, and not just because of change of ballpark. I I noticed with Christian Yelich, you know, being on the beat, you know, and uh, having press credentials for Major League Baseball, that you know, Christian Yelich, like he he started to smile when he went to Milwaukee, and <laughs> I I never saw that in Miami. It seems like when guys leave Miami, they become better players. It's Yelich, Osuna, Dietrich. <laughs> Yeah, there's got to be something there, and it's the opposite, because when you go to Miami, you put on a Hawaiian shirt and a thong, you roller skate, and you become a different person. It's the, it's the opposite for ball players, evidently. Well, because there's only like two fans in the stands. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the Mets are at the Cubs, Walker, Walker Lockett, uh, not much of a pedigree being called up for this one, so uh, people will probably be uh, you know using some of the Cub bats here. We saw Wilson Contreras homer twice last night. He's at 4,500 on DraftKings. Uh, Tyler Chatwood pitched well his last start out of the bullpen, but you figure he's a guy that you might want to attack maybe with Michael Conforto at 4,800. Uh, of course, Pete Alonzo uh, against any pitcher who's considered somewhat me- mediocre. Not that I would run a Mets stack. I'd be more comfortable with uh, Kyle Schwarber. has been hitting well recently. He's 4,500. Uh but uh, I'd be okay with running the Cubs stack here. Walker Lockett doesn't have much of a pedigree. Uh, yeah, you know, it depends. If, if you're looking for some cheap offense, Alonzo's been hot, like you said, maybe a mini stack here. Uh, Chatwood's control concerns me, so I could see the Mets getting to him, although it's the Mets, and I grew up with them, so I know exactly when and when not to touch them. Also, like you said, much needs to be known about Walker Lockett, so for me, there's no play unless you find yourself filling out a lineup, maybe your third or fourth lineup for the day, and you want to try to get some value out of the series, then you can, but this is not my first go-to game. There are options here, though. Yeah, four starts at AAA, uh, Walker Lockett with a 386 ERA after missing a month and a half with a right arm injury. Here's a chalk cash game play of the night. Uh, Jake Odorizzi, who's just yeah. been brilliant, 10,800 against Kansas City. Glenn Sparkman uh, is going to, on the other side, is going to cause the stack of the night uh, with, with the Minnesota Twins. You got Max Kepler at 5,300. Byron Buxton is on the DL, so Jake Cave gives you a lefty-righty split at 3,600. Uh, Eddie Rosario at 4,800. Uh, Williams Astadio just came back from the minors, uh, and he homered last night. He's only 3,400. 
so you, they, there's there's some names right there. Nelson Cruz, fifty two hundred. So uh, I'm definitely I'm definitely into the, the Minnesota stack tonight. Yeah, I have Twins bats all day. Uh, a couple of the fact that all this team does is hit home runs. All this team does. I, I think I said it before. In the f- past few games, or maybe fourteen days, twenty-one days, this Milwaukee Brewers team has a has a collective OPS that rivals the nineteen twenty-seven New York Yankees. I mean, that that's a bold statement. Also, they've seen Sparkman before. There are no leaves in the Twins yard because all they do is rake, rake, rake. Odorizzi is a play. Twins bat stacks are a play here. It's almost too chalky where I kind of get suspicious. Like, is it this easy to win money today? Mitch, uh, Torrey Polanco hitting 361 with 28 home runs, 26 RBIs on the road. Uh, CJ Crone hitting 319, eight home runs, 24 RBIs on the road. Eddie Rosario hitting 298, 11 and 31. Jonathan Scope, 275, 10, 25. Kepler, 274, 8, 21. Nelson Cruz, eight home runs, 17 RBIs, and whoever plays catcher there, uh, I think you want to get in the lineup as well. Uh, we'll, we'll see. They put Astadio all over the place. Charlie Morton, another good start against Oakland, uh, going against Frankie Montas. Uh, I would I would probably, you know, as, as I was saying, we're going with Odorizzi because I think he'll have a better shot of the win. Two very good pitchers right here. The Rays have lost uh, seven of their last nine, though. So if I'm going to take maybe a guy to get the win here, it might be Montas over Morton. Yeah, uh, if Montas weren't throwing, then I would definitely suggest Ray Bats. But some numbers on Montas are intriguing. He's 9-2 and two with a 2.85 ERA. Oakland is a team are 10-4 and when Montas takes the hill. He hasn't given up more than three runs in 13 of his last 14 starts. So I think you try to find a play elsewhere. There's no play here, especially when Odorizzi is just so chalky. Why deviate from, from the obvious? All right, San Francisco is at the Dodgers. Madison Bumgarner gets to face Max Muncy for the Yay. first time since uh, the other little standoff. And uh, the trade deadline's coming up. This, they're wondering, will this be Bumgarner's final start as a San Francisco Giant tonight? Uh, if you, you're betting on that, and maybe you're thinking some momentum, maybe a GPP play at 9,200. It's total contrarian. Uh, you're going against this lineup, Julio Urias, who's erratic, but I think uh, you know when you go look at that San Francisco lineup, you certainly got to consider him at 8,800. So both pitchers in play to me here. Yeah, uh, like you, I just want to see Muncie versus Bumgarner again. I know Muncie was wearing the T-shirt that Rotoware made like two hours after the event happened, kind of trying to egg Bumgarner on. Um, in all actuality, if the Dodgers can chase Mad Bum then their bats could be at play here. But if we get a, pardon the expression, a pissed-off Bumgarner, that may not be the case. This is still Madison Bumgarner. And like you said, he could be auditioning for a trade deadline deal. On the other side, uh, personal issues aside, off-field issues aside, Urias could be a very interesting play here. He's going to look to stretch out in a starting role. Could be a value play. If you find yourself getting too money-heavy on your bats, Urias could very well be a nice pitching option for you. All right. Uh, the final game uh, on tonight's slate is Baltimore at Seattle. 
And uh, Dylan Bundy, kind of up and down lately. Uh, not somebody you want to use. Uh, Wade LeBlanc, not somebody you want to stack against either. Uh, you know, this game is you know, maybe maybe a few uh, few home bats here. Malik Smith's only 4,300. Omar Navarro's 4,100. But for the most part, not a game that excites me from a DFS perspective. So this is the rare case where I am okay with siding a game, meaning taking batters from both sides, both lineups here. Both of these pitchers are what I call Indian food, meaning that they cause runs. So I think if you could try to find a nice Baltimore bat stack and a Seattle bat stack, it will take some clever maneuvering, but I, I believe in our listeners, and I think that, that it can be done. There's definitely a play here, I think, uh, but then again, this could turn out to be a game that's one nothing that no one saw coming. But this is what I call a pick-on game. Again, if you do multiple lineups and you're looking to fill in lineups, there's stacks here, especially on Seattle's side. Yeah, with LeBlanc, he's up and down. He's kind of like Michael Eke, just when you think you might want to stack against him. He has a good game. Real quick, just list them. Your favorite three stacks, your favorite three pitchers for tonight. Oh, boy, oh, boy, you're asking me to, to be accountable? Um, I'm going to go with Angel Bats. I'm going to go. I'm going to go with uh, Minnesota Bats and Jake Odorizzi, and I like Seattle Bats and maybe Urias as a, what I call a sneaky sexy. You didn't see him coming, but you end up leaving the ball with him anyway. All right, uh, Matt. Where can people follow you on Twitter, and uh, what else do you have going on that people should know about? Uh, follow me at Matt underscore striker underscore. You can listen to me on the fantasy baseball hour. Beyond that, I am just waiting for the sun to come out in New York because I'm a beach guy and I haven't had a chance to get on the beach. So other than that, it's all baseball, baseball, baseball until it's football, football, football. Yeah, with me and Matt are different. He's a beach guy. I don't go to the beach. I'd rather leave my shirt on because when I when I take my shirt off, I'm so hairy. It's, people think I'm wearing a sweater on the beach. It's like, you know, will, will somebody get this big walking carpet out of my way? <laughs> the George the Animal Steel of fantasy sports right here, ladies and gentlemen. Nah, more the Ace Fraley of fantasy sports. Nice. I'll take it. Yeah, yeah I'll take that. All right. Uh, we'll see you tomorrow here on the uh, – on the Wind Daily Podcast. Don't forget our premium subscriptions, uh, live chat rooms where you can talk to all of our experts, and uh, some great projection models as well and weather reports. For Scott, for Matt Stryker, I'm Scott Engel.